All right, and no instrumental. You have some sort of story. Yes. That you want to share with your friends. Uh, I I don't have any friends. Um, That's fair. (laughs) I sound like Tupac now. I ain't got no motherfucking friends. Um, Right, so... Uh, I know this was a while ago, and I know how fast American media moves, so no one cares about the Highland Park shooting anymore. Fuck no. But I still want to talk about it. Um, Maybe I want to talk about it. If the page would load, I could talk about it, perhaps. So, um, one of the things that uh, caught my attention about this story was, of course, when it first broke, they found the shooter, and of course his family was... He was such a quiet kid. We don't know how this happened, right? Which they always say every time. Um, But uh, then this article came out on Vice. And it turns out, y'all are never going to believe this, that the father helped this this son buy a gun. Oh, is the internet just out? What is going on? All right. Um... No, it might mean that... Wait, is it your your phone Wi-Fi or... I just turned off the Wi-Fi on my phone. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, yeah. Uh, however, I just lost my RTKL. Um, and it is here. Okay. So, hopefully I can get the Vice article to load. There we go. So... Uh, after this shooting happened and after they're saying, we don't know how this happened, he was such a nice kid, he was a little weird, but he was quiet, we could had no way of knowing, no way of knowing that he would do anything like this. Okay, this article comes out. Uh, the father accused of high, the high, uh, <laughs> the words, the father of the accused Highland Park mass shooter helped him buy a gun months after he threatened to kill everyone in his home. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't know how these white supremacists just are becoming a danger to society. There's never any red flags. How would you know? Uh, Chris Covelli, a spokesman for the Lake County Major Crime Task Force, said in a press conference Tuesday that a family member reported Robert E. Crimo III. That's Bobby Crimo. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Is it Crimo? I've been... I've heard Crimo. Okay. Yeah. I haven't actually heard enough people say it to know. <laughs> right. I haven't heard Amy Goodman say it yet. Right. That's how you know. We're like, what's the real pronunciation? Yeah. Uh, so he was reported in 2019. Okay. Uh, the 21-year-old is accused of fatally shooting seven people from a rooftop during a July 4th parade in a Chicago suburb using a high-powered rifle similar to an AR-15 and has been charged with seven counts of first-degree murder. Um, now, what I want to note here is that the Illinois State Police made a clear and present danger report about the alleged shooter after the domestic incident in 2019. Uh, he wasn't arrested because nobody was willing to file a complaint. So keep in mind, in 2022, they're telling us, we don't know how this happened. We couldn't have seen it coming. In 2019, he deadass threatened to murder them to their faces, and they wouldn't even press charges. Yeah. Okay. Like, so literally, like, I'm going to be saying the words good German, at least for the rest of this year, if not for the next five years. Mm -hmm. So they were basically good Germans of their own fucking household. Yep. These people are irredeemable. And then it gets even better because after the domestic incident, when police were investigating, they removed weapons from the home. They took 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword, according to Covelli. That's the police spokesperson. Um, But, but, 
I know, I know, you have strong, you're about to have strong opinions. So they took 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword, but Illinois State Police said that local police returned the knives because the alleged gunman's father said they belonged to him and were in his son's closet for safekeeping. See what happens when you give the white man reparations? You see what happens. Everybody got shot but me. So yeah, think about that now. So they started off by saying, we have no idea how this happened. We couldn't have seen it coming. He wasn't that type of kid. To it turns out in 2019 had a domestic incident where he threatened to kill his family. Police intervened, found knives in his bedroom, took the knives, and then gave the knives back because not only was his father not willing to press charges, his father lied and said the knives belonged to him and they weren't his sons. So police gave the serial killer his knives back. So they're going to get a um, a sentence here, a charge. You know they're not. All they did was give a white man some freedom. That's literally what they exist for. And the shooter was arrested, right? Yes. So now, how much, like, are they high-fiving at home? Like, ha, he's out of the house. Probably. Turning his room into some sort of, they're putting a pool table in there. the man cave now. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. Actually, no, because they're poor. They don't have money for a man cave. No shit. Highland Park is poor? Uh, Highland Park is not poor. His family is poor. Because apparently they can run a business about as well as they can raise a child. Why'd they spend all their money on knives and shit? They were the boys' knives. Wasn't he of working age? That's a third income. Yeah. You can... In the Midwest, you can ball the fuck out with three incomes. You really can. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, Police said the alleged shooter also applied for a gun license in 2019 at the age of 19, and the application was sponsored by the subject's father because he was under 21 years old. So again, I want to reiterate, he threatened to kill his family, had a bunch of knives that had to be removed from the property, even though they were eventually returned, and then y'all not only decided not to press charges, not only fought for him to get his knives back, y'all goofy motherfuckers tried to help him buy a gun after he threatened to murder you. You were like, yeah, he should have a gun. He's responsible. He he didn't mean it. He's a good boy. Jesus. Uh, at the time, the fire owners, uh, firearm owner's identification application review, uh, there was insufficient basis to deny. <laughs> I hate this country so much. I hate it here. Uh, at the time of the firearm owner's identification application review uh, in January of 2020, there was insufficient basis to establish a clear and present danger and deny the application. So, in 2019, again, for like the 10th time, he threatened to murder his family. Police found knives in his house, thought he was so unsafe, they took the knives back, but then, or took the knives away, but eventually gave the knives back because his father lied and said they belonged to him and not his son. The police did nothing else because no one in his family would press charges. In 2019 and in 2020, when the application needed approval, they gave it to him. They gave him a gun. After police had been to his house because he threatened to murder his family, his family helped buy him a gun in the state of Illinois went along with it. Now, think about your job, you dear listener, and how you're supposed to do your job. You got to do it right, right? Like, I'm pretty sure one big fuck up and you're canned or suspended without pay. Yes. Right? Which is like pre-canned. 
right? It's like you took a can and clay. You got a pressure canner yes. on some level, right? Uh, so these niggas, knives in the son's bedroom, yep, took them. Dad said, those are mine. And no one stopped and said, why the fuck would you just have a bunch of knives in his bedroom? Because the dad, they did. And the dad said because they were there for safekeeping. Because apparently his son's closet was a very safe place. You have to say more words than that. Why is his closet safer than yours? Probably because that's where all the guns were. (laughs) Wait, the guns were in the dad's closet? I'm just guessing on that one. I don't know. Right, all the guns. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Were they really poor? What's their income? Uh, Well, no, he lost his business, so they're poor now. Oh. Yeah. So he's just bad at everything. These are some stupid motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, police also said the, ba- the the alleged shooter passed four background checks when purchasing guns throughout 2020 and 2021. And Illinois State Police also said that when local police talked to the alleged shooter after he was accused of threatening his family, they asked if he wanted to hurt other people, and he said no. This is I don't like this. I'm still stuck on this stupid ass dad. You know how much oh, you can worry. do. Oh, don't worry. There's more. As a stupid white man, you get to do so much. If you're black and stupid, it's over when you're 11. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, the alleged shooter's father, Bob Crimo, lost a mayoral race in Highland Park in 2019. So the year he was running for office, his kid was threatening to murder him. Just, you know, timelines and all. Uh, Crimo, has, Crimo and his wife have since hired attorney Steve Greenberg, who represented R. Kelly. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm hitting stuff. I Not even on purpose. I just, I can't. What? No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. When? That's probably not in there. Um, Last, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He just finished losing R. Kelly's case. Yes. Which you shouldn't lose. You're not supposed to lose, but when there's not much fucking evidence. Um, Greenberg has since tweeted a statement on the couple's behalf. Quote, we are all mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers. And this is a terrible tragedy for many families, the victims, the parade goers, the community in our own. Our hearts, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody. All right. And Greenberg requested the shooter's parents have privacy as they sort through this tragedy. I don't want to do journalism anymore. If the wine cellar makes enough money, I'm not in like how I'd be like, oh, you know, if we had a budget, you know, like CNN does or even like fucking like what Elon James White had. Mm-hmm. Hell, like Young Turks has. Jimmy mm-hmm. Dore has. Fucking who's that? The, the little punk ass Vosh need to run my fade. Like all them all. They could go to places and interview people and get follow up and really flesh out stories. Yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to go smack the shit out of these niggas <laughs> and get it on tape and then give it and then, you know, post it for you all to enjoy. World star. That's what everybody. No, I'm not giving it up to world. No. Wine <laughs> cellar. It doesn't sound as cool. It doesn't sound as cool. Laborhood. Yeah, Laborhood. There you go. Oh, no. Laborhood. Oh, no. You're going to have niggas throwing up the set. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and I, I'm not going to lie. This all makes me extra salty because we know my gun issues in Illinois. Yeah, you can't. Oh, I, Michigan, I, you might be able to get to I me. might be able to get one. I can't have a gun in Illinois, y'all. That might be why they give it to you. Huh. 
might be. So yeah, I just want to point out. So and again, like you know, this is one of the things when we talk about you know gun control. I hate a lot of the arguments because it's these like really broad brush policies that don't examine, um, you know basically systemic oppression and impact and things like that and how these things impact marginalized communities and marginalized people i myself in the state of illinois am not allowed to own a gun because i was hospitalized for postpartum depression over a decade ago (laughs) haven't been pregnant since not having more children but because i was um, hospitalized for postpartum depression i cannot have a gun in illinois Um, However, this guy who threatened to murder his family, had a fucking knife collection in his closet, was allowed to buy multiple guns because everything is fair. And and keep in mind, the the blue lives that matter, which I hope that those of you that are bootlickers think they're smart. I don't. I'm not a bootlicker, though, so I'm not responsible for thinking they're smart. (laughs) But fucking, if, like... How can you excuse that? I know no bootlickers listen to this program. And they wouldn't be honest anyway. Yeah. They would like, at most, if they were being honest at most, they'd be like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. But like nothing about systemic change, you know? Yeah. And which at that point, it's fucking over. It's fucking, it's fucking over. And, and, and the North is not going to secede from the South. It's, it's all bad. It's all very bad. And I should podcast more often because... Who else is going to give it to you like this? It's true. Like, I notice some of y'all niggas that tune in, tune in religiously because this is the only program that's going to give you that level of funk. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, guess what? It's all bad. It's all bad, but we got funny shit in tow. I don't know if he's Khalid or queued up a funny story. I do have funny stories, but I'm not there yet because I'm not done talking about this family. God damn it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back to the familia. Yes, because then I found another article about them. You were asking, you were asking why they're poor. Um, When Bob's Pantry and Deli, that was the name of it, opened up for uh, business in the Chicago suburb of Highland Park in 2008, loyal customers lined up in the snow at 4 a.m. to support Bob Crimo, who was striking out his own after running a convenience store franchise. Photos of opening day showed customers hoisting sandwiches and Crimo posting with his family, including his eight-year-old son who went by Bobby, who later turned out to be a spree killer. Hold the fuck up. Wait, so he was like the manager of like multiple a chain of stores? Yeah. But because he wasn't the owner, it wasn't good enough. Yep. And so, and then it was stores, right? You said little convenience stores. Convenience stores. Yeah. Convenience stores. And so he leaves that high, I guarantee that was a high paying ass job. Oh yeah, it was. Those places are always, like, it doesn't matter how bad the economy is, those places are always busy, because they're located in places where people need them. Yeah. Because, like, they conveniently put that shit that, like, you know, in the middle of a food desert, and it's, like, the only place to get, like, something to make a sandwich that's, like, in walking distance. Or you want to get a beer, and a lot of them have, like, some type of liquor license. Or you're just stopping home to get, you know, whatever, a pack of chips or something on the way home. Like, those places never go out of fucking business and so you left that business and as a very wisdom driven white man much smarter than nigger william nigger (laughs) william is a stupid nigger right gorilla ape chimpout.com right you left that Mm -hmm. and didn't even go into that same field you said nah i'm a deli guy now yeah you have no deli experience you (laughs) stupid prick 
What? So you're saying that uh, having those whatever they have on the fucking rotating trays in the convenient in the corner store is not the same as making someone a deli sandwich? The shit in it? No. <laughs> you stupid. So you put your family in the poorhouse and then got everybody shot. Mm-hmm. Men lead. I swear to, like, I, I have a fucking nice rubber mallet that I just want to take to your fucking ball sack right now, my man. Mm-hmm. The just deli. Whammo blammo. The deli quickly became a popular local fixture, a hangout spot for teenagers, a family gathering place in the neighborhood, and a pit stop for an affordable, delicious lunch. But behind the scenes, the family was in turmoil. Police show that officers were regularly called to the home over domestic disputes between Crimo and his wife. Crimo being the, the patriarch. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. Between dad and mom. And in 2019, police briefly confiscated a collection of knives when then 18-year-old Bobby threatened to kill everyone in the house. So this nigga was a motherfucking domestic violence wife beater. I could see why he excused his son's bullshit. He grew up in a world where everyone excused his bullshit. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's good. Most recently... After the once bustling deli was closed, the family appeared to fall into uh, into dire financial straits, with foreclosure cases proceeding against both homes they owned, and Bob telling a judge several weeks ago that he was on food stamps. Why the fuck did you own two houses? Nigga, you didn't even have two jobs. You raggedy ass (laughs) white man. I should be allowed to talk to him directly, because no one else is going to talk to him like this. No, nobody else would, no. You stupid fuck. Yeah, so now uh, they are in foreclosure and on food stamps, but they can afford R. Kelly's lawyer. Weird. Um, Then, as Highland Park prepared to celebrate the 4th of July, uh, Bobby allegedly climbed onto a cosmetic store rooftop with a semi-automatic rifle and opened fire, killing seven people and injuring dozens of others. A local said it was shocking that the shooter was Bobby, the son of a well-known local figure, beloved by regular customers who even ran for mayor several years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a white liberal or white leftist and you have conservative family members, you need to kill them. It's on you. Baton's in your hand. The elder crime was facing scrutiny in part because he sponsored a permit allowing his son to purchase firearms before turning 21, including the gun that was used in the shooting. Mm-hmm. It was the best one. Locals who once lined up for Nikki D sandwiches at Bob's say they can't comprehend how the family could have missed warning signs, including violent imagery and music videos Bobby posted, or why Crima would have signed the gun signed the gun permit application. Oh, you know Scotty Reed, old goofy ass over there, already saying he was a gangster rapper. Mm-hmm. From what set? I heard his shit. It was pseudo emo incel shit. Mm-hmm. Right? He just can't wait to call everything gangs. Shut the fuck up, Scotty. You're old, too. But the important thing is that Crimo is not leaving Highland Park. Crimo Sr. Staying on the turf. Do you know why? Not, and this is by choice. It is by choice. He's staying there because he needs to run for office again. He's staying here because he has been here his whole life. He's going to stay here and hold his head up high because he didn't do anything wrong. He had no idea Bobby was preparing to commit the shooting, and he is not responsible for his son's actions. Even though you refused to press charges when he threatened to murder you, you lied to police about his knife so he could get his knife back, and then you signed a gun permit so he could get a gun that was used in a shooting that killed seven people. Yeah, absolutely none of this has anything to do with you at the fuck all. 
All right, folks, we got to do this. It's time. Look, we got to kick the great replacement into high gear. We got to do this. Yeah. And you should also know that Crimo, as a business owner, could be eccentric. One time, a friend said he competed with another local restaurant owner to see which business could go longer without replacing light bulbs until both stores were almost completely dark. I am shocked that this man is an unsuccessful business owner. Without, I'm sure the customers were digging it. <clears throat> you know how horrible a restaurant is when the lights are off? Mm-hmm. You're like reminded that you're just in some building. <laughs> like it feels like you're in a soup kitchen when the lights are out. It's like, remember, because I, I was in Florida for 12 years and those lightning storms will knock out the electricity. Mm-hmm. A restaurant is a sad, ugly place when the lights are off. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend also noted that uh, do, 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 that him and Caramo uh, and his wife Denise would have heated arguments even in front of the even in front of customers in the deli. The friend said, "Quote: It was awkward for people. I remember thinking, if this is the public arguments, I can only imagine private ones." Police reports released this week show the couple's fights continued behind closed doors. Uh, police were called at least a dozen times to settle domestic disputes or respond to allegations that one or the other was intoxicated. In a 2010 incident, Crimo alleged that Piscina, that is his wife, had hit him with a screwdriver before recanting once he got to the police station. And in another incident, he claimed she hit him in the head with a shoe. Well, just wait. Just, oh, it gets better. I don't do, no. Fine. He threatens Piscina, his (laughs) wife, said he threatened to call the police for any and every argument we get in. He said he calls them because he wants the police to think I'm crazy. Hit him with a screwdriver. You should have fucking hit him with a screwdriver. But how big of a fucking screwdriver was it? Because that's a stabbing item. Mm-hmm. Was it a massive screwdriver? I need details. You know what? I want to go back to journalism again. <laughs> I need to go ask them. <laughs> I'm still going to hit him. Yes. I got to hit him. Of course. I don't care. He might be bigger than me. I might not be able to run his fade. He look old. I will, I'll beat up an old white man. I don't care. I don't care. What the fuck is wrong with you? How do you even comment on this? All I'm saying is I am tired of these fucking stories about how, like, we didn't know that that this was going to happen. Nobody could have known this person was violent. There are always fucking signs. And I'm just glad that for once, someone actually came through with receipts about what those signs are. Yeah, it's a 2010 wasn't Obama's hair still black? Yeah. Jesus Christ, like that was the Tea Party wave. They weren't even elected yet. Also, um, Piscina had another brush with the law in 2002 when Bobby was two. She was arrested for child endangerment after leaving him in a locked car in a Toys R Us parking lot. She pleaded guilty to misdemeanor child endangerment. Nigga, in 2002, I got my first apartment. These niggas have been at it since I was 19. Jeremy Canmahan, who taught Bobby and his brother in an elementary school after school sports program, said the boys always stuck out in his memory because their parents never picked them up on time. I remember talking to the school faculty about how uninvolved the parents were and how it was frustrating that they were the only kids at the end of practice who never got picked up. And this is one where it's like, 
Right, because I, I could see somebody being like, hey, man, don't, don't, don't clown on that one. Let me tell you something. That nigga was basically fucking rich. Mm-hmm. All right, you're rich like that. You fucking send a driver. Right, he runs so and, many fucking stores. And also, I would point out that they actually had a support system. Like, when the parents separated, she moved into their second house, and he moved into his dad's house. So he's still close with his dad. And at the time of the shooting, Bobby was living with his uncle. So at no point, none of them paid rent. Mm-hmm. For all of you listening that want to be nuanced, I know <laughs> nobody listening to the wine solo wants to be nuanced. You came for the gangster shit. They did it just, the way the sentence comes out, when they separated, she went to their second house, mm-hmm. which was probably fully furnished. Probably. Right, she didn't have to bring shit but her clothes. I mean, based on the neighborhood this is in, I would assume so. This is a very, like, nice area. Like, this is an area where, like, professionals live. This is the upper petit bourgeois. Yeah, these are, like, yeah, these, yeah, these are, like, white-collar professionals who mm. live here. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, and then, of course, just comments from the students. A bunch of students said no one wanted to be his friend because he was weird, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then he dropped out of school, but yeah, so um, I'm just saying, remember how I started this, all this shit we have learned, but when this happened, what was the first thing his family said? We don't know how this happened. There were no signs. How could we have seen it coming? But now we find out there were domestic is- uh, domestic violence issues in the home, Dad said that he was trying to get the cops to make the to make uh, trying to get cops to believe mom was uh, mentally ill. Right. He was uh, Bobby was threatening to murder people. He had a knife collection. His parents lied to help him get the knife collection back. They helped him get a gun. But the first thing that they opened their mouths to say when this happened was we have no idea. We couldn't see it coming. How could we have known? Which and at some point, like you got to just stop acting like they're not fucking lying. And I get like I, I I have I have an irrational empathy for other black people sometimes until a nigga says females then I lose it all. Mm-hmm. But fucking like y'all drop that shit with your fellow white people. You can't be nuanced with them. They are fucked up. I know the white people that tune in this program. You're not fucked up like them. They are fucking gone. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a horror movie, a very low budget horror movie. It's poorly produced. It's the acting is bad. It's a bad movie, but it's called Pilgrim. Watch that poorly produced, low-budget movie. It really does represent what these white people have always been. The ones that cling to this ideology of, well, I hate I'm I hate that I'm quoting Neely Fuller, but their ideology is I'm white and I say so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and also, now you know, if you hear someone just knee-jerk say that, know that they are a black conservative that hates trans people. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's what's going on. And I was looking at, because, like, while you were riffing, I was glancing over at the article for, like, this relative, somewhat less relevant details, but shit that still makes me say, go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. right, with the level of class privilege. The mayor of the town was his Cub Scout leader. Yeah, Bobby's Bobby's uh, Cub Scout leader. Yeah. yeah. What's that mayor's name? The woman. Uh, it was uh, Nancy Rotering. Yeah, Na- Nancy Rotering 
was his Cub Scout leader and then the mayor. That is tight-knit white privilege. And also interesting because at the time, no one knew why he was running because she was very popular as a mayor. Yeah, she, and it's like, and they called it a quiziotic campaign, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like, we're questioning it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I was like, I don't really use that word, but let's fuck around. Yeah. And then also, this is a new detail. I did not know this one. Um, so I said that he threatened, in 2019, he threatened to kill his family. Before he threatened to kill his family in September, in April of that year, he threatened to kill himself with a machete. That's good. We should totally That's let that kid have weapons. Inter- interesting task to attempt. Like, you realize you gotta just go hard in that first blow. If you if you miss your target, you're gonna be in pain and wanna stop. Yeah. Whew! Yeah. So, that's what's going on. Alright, uh, mm-hmm. it sure is. <laughs> it sure is. Back with a bang, as it were. Did it boop bop? 